What's up? This is Kinsley, and you're listening to the Curls and Courage podcast. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode number two of the Curls and Courage podcast. I'm your host, Kinsley Meeks, mental advocate, coach, athlete, aiming to inspire you to reach your highest physical and mental potential. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new here and this podcast helps you or inspires you in any way, please don't be shy to share it with a friend, coworker, whoever you have in your life that you feel that it could help. With all that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's topic. So it's February now. I tend to see a lot of people falling off of their goals. Today's discussion is all about how to approach and follow through with your 2024 goals. I know this is a fitness-based podcast, but we're going to talk about goals with fitness, of course, but also just personal goals that you may have. I know that I have a lot of interesting goals and personal experience that I can share with you to hopefully help you learn a few things and help you navigate how to get through this 2024 season to the best of your abilities. What I did a few weeks on Instagram, I took a poll asking you guys what you struggle with most in fitness, and the results were as follows. So lack of consistency had the highest number of responses. This was at 39%. Next on the list was, let's see here, lack of time, which came in at 26%. Not sure what to do in the gym was 23%. And then lack of motivation, you guys said 13% of you struggle with this. So With these being pretty lengthy topics, I wanted to separate them into multiple different episodes. This first one's going to be all about lack of consistency and how you can overcome obstacles within that area. This one, again, had the highest number of votes. So I'd like to share my personal experience being consistent in three different aspects. Number one, being consistent in business. Number two, being consistent as an athlete with your fitness journey, with your health and your nutrition journey. And then number three, being consistent in your relationships, which all have so much value and so much importance into having a good, healthy, and positive 2024, which I think we all want. I know that I do. Today's breakdown is in consistency with business, a career, or maybe even an entrepreneurial journey. So want to talk to you guys about my personal experience being consistent with business. So if you've listened to my last podcast, you know I'm from Mobile, Alabama. That's when I started my career as a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. About a year and a half ago, I moved to Miami, Florida, and I think A lot of people have this false perception that Miami is going to be, oh, Kinsley must be really living her life in Miami. It's so beautiful there. She's got to be laying out in the sun and getting all these clients and just enjoying every moment. She must be so wealthy and thriving. And I will tell you guys, that is honestly not the case. I want to be as honest as I can. Now, while Miami is beautiful and it definitely has its upsides, it has its downsides too, especially starting a business from the ground up, having nothing. You know, when I moved here, I had no clients. I had no income. I didn't know my way around the town. I didn't know what people to trust and what people not to trust. Also, Miami is saturated, full of personal trainers and people trying to do something in the same industry as me. So this came with a lot of challenges. And I want to show you guys what I did to persevere and how I was able to put through and I'm still pushing through these obstacles trying to be a personal trainer a nutrition coach online and in person in Miami 
The first obstacle that I came to was just the diversity. So I love a diverse city. That is a big reason why I moved to Miami. Coming from Alabama, people are very similar, very like-minded, which can be good. But also, I think it's important to have a little bit of diversity within your life. So when I moved here, little did I know that over 70% of the population was going to be speaking Spanish. I know, no Spanish. In high school, I remember I took one Spanish class, but I didn't really pay attention much. I slept for most of that class. I didn't really care much to learn it. I was usually interested in doing other things when I was in school at that time. So I wish that I would have paid more attention now. But unfortunately, that was a big challenge of mine. Imagine when you are trying to get clients, you're trying to even speak to them, you're trying to sell yourself as a personal trainer, but you can't even communicate. You can't even speak the same language. That was very difficult for me. I remember this one time I actually met a client. She was from Russia. She spoke almost no English and wanted me to train her. So this was such a cool experience. I mean, I really am grateful for the lessons that this taught me, but it was very challenging. So I remember this day like the back of my hand. She had Google Translate on her phone and she asked me how much I charge for a session. I told her my price through Google Translate on my end, and we jumped into that training session. I started working with her. Now, I obviously don't know any Russian, but I was literally just explaining to her, like pointing with my fingers, hey, put your foot here. Just visualize this. Hey, put your arm here, touching the muscles within her back, touching her lats, and trying to somehow get across to her that within a lat pull down, you're supposed to feel your lats. That was difficult for me, and I really overcame that challenge by learning how to communicate better with people. Obviously, I picked up a lot on my Spanish skills here as well. I used to not even know how to say what's up, what's your name. Now I know that's hola, como te amas. Obviously, don't say it with the best accent, but I picked up on a lot of Spanish here and I've learned how to communicate with people and learn how to get what I needed to across. Now, another challenge with finding the right type of clientele was the party scene in Miami. When I lived back home in Alabama, most of my clients were very dedicated. You know, they wanted to be there. I felt like I was really helping them. They didn't go out and even have the opportunity to go to Club Live or Club 11 here in Miami. You Miami people know what I'm talking about. These are very insane nightclubs in Miami. So I had a lot of clients come in and say, hey, Kinsley, I want to train with you once or twice a week and expect to see this amazing transformation. But that's not going to happen if you're going out and partying and drinking and getting, you know, effed up every single weekend, you're not going to see a transformation like that. So that was hard for me to understand and grasp and communicate to those people because I'm all for going out and having, you know, a a fun time. I'm all for if you want to go out and have a drink and celebrate a special occasion, please do that. You only live once. But to sit here and tell me you have a goal of losing 20 pounds, but eating like crazy and partying on the weekends and training with with me, uh, you know, twice a week and doing nothing on your own time is not going to work. And then I also remember having, you know, a couple clients who would consistently be complaining about what I asked them to do. But again, want to reach these goals that you just you can't do if you're not willing to put in this sacrifice. There are many times in my life where I may not feel like having another meal of rice and chicken and vegetables, but I eat it anyways, because I know that I want to be one of the best bikini competitors out there. I know that I care about my body, the way that I feel, and also the way that I look the way that I present myself on stage. So this was another big challenge for me in finding the right type of clientele. Moving on to challenge number two within my business and entrepreneurial journey living here in Miami, Florida. 
Financial highs and lows is what we're going to go into next. So again, a big kind of false reality people think about personal trainers is, oh my gosh, they must be working for themselves. They must be living the dream. Their income must be so consistent. And although I'm so passionate, I truly love what I do. I truly love helping people. Wouldn't change it for the world. Being an online fitness coach and in-person trainer partially does come with its challenges, you know? (laughs) All my trainers and coaches can relate to this out there. So number one, your income is never consistent and it's very up and down. No matter how good of a trainer you are, things are going to happen. Clients are going to get sick. Clients are going to have problems with their employment. Clients are going to have other priorities come up. There's just going to be things in life that simply happen and you have to learn to be okay with those obstacles. So imagine coming from when I worked back home, I had a gym where I was getting fed clients. I also lived back home with my parents. So I had virtually no bills to pay. I could go out whenever I wanted to get something to eat or if I wanted to buy a new outfit. Y'all know me on that bombshell sportswear, my favorite sportswear brand. I could get a pair of leggings if I wanted to. When I first moved here, I knew I had to straight hustle. That was the only way I was going to be able to afford providing for myself in one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. That's what Miami is. It's so expensive. For example, I remember I went to the gas station the other day. I kid you not, I was trying to buy a can of oil, the spray, not even a can of oil, just the cooking spray used, the zero calorie. You guys know what I'm talking about. That thing was $12. I got straight out of the line. I was like, okay, my pan can burn. My broccoli can cook without no oil. I do not care. I'm not paying $12 for oil. So just the income was very hard for me to kind of take into perspective because I was so used to not having bills and having a little bit more steady clients. But again, when I first moved here, I had no clients. I had no friends. I didn't know where to go to even get these clients or how to present my content on social media to add more attraction. I didn't know what marketing consultants to trust. I didn't know what videographers to trust. I didn't know what even people to talk to. Cause some people here are rude. You know, you look at people and I say, Hey, how are you doing? And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, Hey, I'm Southern hospitality, baby. Like I'm just trying to be nice. And that's hard to really get across here. So that was a struggle. And another example was, you know, again, I feel that I'm very good at what I do because I've been doing it a long time. I have the experience in it. Again, I'm not trying to be boastful by any means. There's so much I need to learn within my industry and so much opportunity there is to grow within this space. But it's all I've done for a while now. And I study it every day. It's all I do every day. I don't have a big personal life because I'm always working. I'm always trying to do something, you know, to help other people. And that's something I'm trying to get more in balance as a personal life. But anyways, going back on this topic, I do remember this one week in specific. It was a good week. You know, I was training my clients. I was building up my online clientele, learning more about fitness and nutrition and getting these new ideas and feeling inspired. That same week, I lost five clients in one week. Okay. The week is five days for me. So I pretty much lost a client every single day. That cost me over $500. I needed that $500 to buy my groceries. I needed that $500 to pay my electricity bill. I needed that $500 to pay bills that I didn't even know existed before I went out on my own being independent. So that was very challenging. I remember it it made me feel unstable and my heart was pounding because, I, you know, I felt first off, I need that money. You know what I mean? But I also felt, wow, like I really must not be good at what I'm doing. If I'm literally losing a client 
every single day. But that wasn't the case. These were for legitimate reasons. You know, I had one client I remember who had gotten sick. She got COVID. She couldn't train for the next, you know, two weeks. I had one client who was moving. I believe the other client had just lost their job. These were all legitimate reasons that I understood, but it it still made me feel a certain type of way. So those financial highs and lows were very, very hard to grasp. I am so grateful for the people that I have who have supported me. And I'm so grateful for what I do every day. I'm so grateful that I've been able to provide for myself in a city like this. And that's something I still struggle with. Again, you can be the best person personal trainer in the world. You can be the best online fitness and health coach in the world, know everything about nutrition, everything about training, exactly where the muscle inserts, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Things are going to happen. Clients are going to cancel. Things are going to come up in life and you have to be willing to overcome that obstacle. And really how I did that was I told myself, be consistent. Do not stop. You're not a failure because you've lost a client. You will fail in life. That is the biggest thing I can tell you guys in your entrepreneurial journey, in your journey in whatever business, maybe you want a new promotion. Maybe you want to go out on a new job. You're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face a million times. I've done it and I'm still falling. I do something wrong every single day. But what makes me different and what separates me as a fitness and health coach is that I'm willing to get back up. I'm willing to say, hey, that's fine. It happens. I'm going to get back up. I know that I'm going to be able to make it in the city or wherever I choose to do in the world because I truly believe if you're passionate about what you do and you know that you can make a difference, you can do it anywhere. Okay. All you need is to have your own back. What is it on Nemo or whatever? That little fish, I think it's Dory is her name. She's a little blue fish. She's swimming around, enjoying the vibe. She was like, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I always think about that in my head. You just got to keep going. So, you know, take this piece of advice. You know, again, if you're an entrepreneur or you're running a business or or you're trying to start something new, just keep in mind, all you got to do is keep working. As long as you're willing to outwork everybody, I truly do believe that it will pay off. So that's kind of how I overcame that obstacle. I would say the final obstacle I faced with, well, I will say there were more other obstacles, but the main obstacle number three that I faced as a fitness and health coach moving to Miami with no clients was About six months ago, I decided I wanted to take my online content creation and online market a little bit more seriously. I decided to do this just because I find that working online gives me a little bit more flexibility with my time. It also allows me to help more people worldwide at a more affordable rate with better accountability and just with better, I would say, adherence to a plan because it is a little bit more affordable and it is a little bit more of a way for me to monitor. I can go into these clients' plans and I can create create custom training plans, exercise demonstrations. I can create telling my clients exactly what they need to be eating to fuel their body for training. So I just decided I wanted to make this, you know, fitness space on in the online platform a little bit more of my priority. So this came with a whole another sort of challenges that I'm still going through today other than working in person. The first one I can think about was learning a new platform. I am not super technologically savvy. I will tell you this podcast just setting up myself took me about four hours just to be able to set up my camera, get this mic working and get the platform that I needed for the setup. It took me literally four hours. Very difficult, not the most tech savvy person. I am learning, but it takes me time. I'm a little bit more of a hands-on learner. I've always been like that. I've always been fairly comfortable on camera, but behind the camera was a different story. So when I decided and felt led to do this online training thing, I thought, wow, I'm going to have to learn an entire new platform. I tried probably six different platforms, played around with the technology until I could figure out how to 
use the platform, what would benefit my clients most, what I thought was the easiest to use for me. I remember talking with my marketing marketing consultant and I spent probably two months learning a platform just to figure out a week later that the platform had so many bugs and I decided I was going to learn a whole new one that I'm now using today. That was very frustrating and it took a lot of my time and energy and effort and mental capacity that ended up just making me feel a certain type of way. But ended up, I overcame that obstacle and I found the one I wanted to work with. So again, this all goes down the longs of you just got to keep trying. You have to be willing to try new things and be patient. Second thing that I came across within the online fitness and health space was it's just a saturated market. You know, there is so many people that you see online and they present themselves as fitness and health coaches. But they don't have much experience. They don't have much knowledge. They may, may just be look good and trying to sell other clients on that fact Well. I believe that you have to know what you're doing. You have to have the expertise in that area. And what separates me as a personal trainer, as a nutrition coach is I've been through a lot of experiences. I've had seasons in my life where I've had to gain weight. I've had seasons in my life where I've had to lose weight. I've had seasons where I've had to build muscle. I've had seasons where I had to cut, bulk, seasons where I've came back from an injury, seasons where I've came back from terrible tendonitis with my knees or breaking, you know, bones within my fingers or my wrists or my hips. I've been through it all, you know, so I'm able to share that with other people because I've been through it. Having that saturated market, sometimes you can compare yourself with others. And I think whatever space you're in, a lot of times we find ourselves in that comparison comparison realm, which isn't good. You know, comparison is the thief of joy. So if you're looking online and you're seeing these people with millions of followers and saying, oh my gosh, I can never be a successful realtor because I don't have that many followers. I can never be a successful personal trainer because not that many people know me. I can never be a successful YouTuber because I only have 100,000 subscribers and this person has a million. Well, let me tell you, you are wrong. You have influence on whatever people you meet, whatever people you see, whether Whether you have one follower or you have a million followers, you are an influence because you are you and you are choosing to show up and bring whatever positivity and whatever gifts God has given you, you bring those to the table and you never know that one person that it may impact because that can make a big difference. So navigating this fitness and health online thing is definitely still a process, but I've overcame this obstacle in specific by stopping to compare myself with others. And I've also learned that it's going to take time. I'm willing to learn from other people. I'm willing to accept those failures that come my way. I'm willing to persevere. And that's what you should do too. And whatever business, whatever, again, career that you're looking for, keep going. I find that all of these difficulties made me realize that you're going to have challenges in life. You're going to have things that come your way that you don't know what you're going to do about. But that consistency is what's going to separate you from others. Willing to fail, willing to get back up, to keep trying is going to help you be where you want to be with your consistency in 2024. 
I hope this helped you realize the importance of staying consistent within your career path and not letting those obstacles and failures define who you are as a person. Another quote that helps me, last thing I'm going to finish up with here, is just the Bible verse. It's a one that most of you may know if you do read the Bible, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 is something I keep replaying over and over and over in my head just to help me get through the day and to help me overcome these obstacles that I know I'm going to battle in everyday situations. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please let me know if you have any questions or anything else that I can help you with regarding consistency. If this podcast helped you or inspired you or made you start an entrepreneur journey, please let me know and share this podcast with a friend. Before we end this podcast today, I always like to take a Q&A voice note from the audience. This one is actually from one of my clients. Her name is Sarah. Amazing client. If you're watching this, Sarah, or listening to this, thank you so much for showing up every day and putting in the work. Let's see what she has to say and see how I can help. Hey, Kinsley. Hope you're having a good day. I just had a quick question. I was about to go to the gym and I'm pretty hungry. I was just curious what you think the best thing to eat before a workout is and how long before I work out should I actually eat? And then the best thing I should eat after my workout. Thank you. Always appreciate your question, Sarah. Happy to answer that for you. That's actually a question I get asked a lot. What you should eat before and after your training and then how long prior should you eat to that? So it's kind of similar both ways. Before your training, you want to have a sufficient amount of protein and a sufficient amount of carbs. So that carb is going to be your main energy source. That protein is going to be the building blocks of your muscle cells. So for example, I usually eat about 45 minutes to an hour before I train. You want to give the food enough time to digest without you feeling sick. Say you have a heavy leg day, you don't want to be throwing up everywhere on that hack machine or whatever you're doing. Um, but you also want to give yourself eating close enough to the time you work out to where you're feeling that food and you're using it as energy. You don't want to go six hours before you've had your meal and then try to come in and hit legs. It's just not going to work. Believe me, I know from personal experience. One of my favorite things to eat before I train is going to be cream of rice. And I usually pair that with some sort of protein source. Right now I'm doing just like a lean turkey. You could also do a chicken, a beef, whatever protein source you like. And then again, just pairing that with a carbohydrate source. And you really want to do the same thing after. Um, Again, just a sufficient amount of protein and a sufficient amount of carbohydrates. I would say that your pre and post-workout meal are to me, one of the two most important meals you're going to have throughout the day. So make sure that you're really pushing the carbs, especially higher throughout those training sessions and just have that mentality of, okay, I'm eating this food to fuel my body and to fuel my training. I'm not just eating to eat. I'm not telling you to go have 10 donuts and say, hey, I'm going to go train legs. That's not what you want to do. Choose a good, clean carb and protein source, put it to work, get a good training session in. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week for my podcast on consistency with fitness, nutrition, and all things competing, my personal experience as a bikini competitor. You guys heard it here. Again, Kinsley Meeks, Curls and Courage, baby. You guys have an awesome rest of your day.